Your heart. It's the only one you have. Fortunately, you also have a choice. Expert cardiologists, talented surgeons, highly skilled specialists, all of whom chose WakeMed. Why? The main reason is the same reason patients choose WakeMed. Everything you need for the best possible care is right here. Learn more at WakeMed.org. WakeMed Heart and Vascular Physicians. Your heart, your choice. This is the Adam Gold Show. Pyotr Kachetkov got the best of Chicago last night. Got it? See, don't just, never mind. Dennis Cox are the ones and twos today. This uh, this open put together by our friend Rusty Helser, though. He was ah, very proud yes. of that. He, he was doing it after the hockey game last night. Uh, we were both here very, very late. Yeah, very was, late. It was a very late night. We walked out of here like 1 o'clock in the morning. Holy cow. So you're here today. How are you, Dennis? I'm doing well. Good. Yeah, I was also up late last night doing some cane stuff. Oh, were, were you uh, ballying? I was. Yeah. It was still a late night, yeah. It was, it was... Uh, good win for the Canes. They needed, yeah. to, they needed to win after the loss on Saturday night, yeah. so played well. Played well for a period, and Pyotr Kachetkov played well for three. So good for uh, good for them. We will talk about it a little bit later on. Um, there's a lot of football to discuss today. There's some, uh, I don't know, there's some fiction we have to discuss today. Ooh. I love yeah, a good is, story. There is it is story time. Yes. It is story time and it's sort of lazy story time mm. too, which is kind of upsetting. And we have a real test for Duke on the basketball court tonight. Like Jacksonville not coming, South Carolina upstate not coming, mm. Kansas nah. will be I think they're in Indianapolis for the Champions Classic. So we got a lot of Sounds stuff. right. Oh, yeah. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. The game starts at like midnight. Yeah. Well, not really. It starts at 930, but what's the difference? We all know it's not, not going to tip off till 1015. Let's be honest. Well. Because the first game's at 7. We all know it's going to tip well, you, off. Here's the, well, I, I think it'll tip off like 940. In between games one and two is more fiction. And that's actually where we're going to start. Chapter three of the fictitious college football playoff ranking tonight on ESPN. Not at seven o'clock when normally it's story time where we uh, we sit on grandpa's knee. And he reads to us. This one is between games of the Champions Classic. So, you've got Michigan State-Kentucky in game one. That's at 7 o'clock. Then, uh, Uncle Boo Corrigan comes out and reads (laughs) to us about the college football playoff rankings. And then, we get Kansas and Duke. Number seven, Duke. Number five, Kansas, I think it is. So that is so the uh, Duke game will start after Uncle Boo is done telling us a story. I can't wait for that. And that's actually where we're going to start because there shouldn't be any changes to the top five, right? Georgia won, and they're they're playing at Kentucky. Ohio State won. They're playing at Maryland. Michigan won. They're playing at Illinois. Just understand. 
either this or the Penn State game will be Michigan's two best games this year. Yeah, when Illinois just lost to Purdue. Illinois just look the Big Ten is the Big Ten is no different than the ACC except mm-hmm. they probably probably they have two teams who are better than everybody in the ACC. I think Michigan and Ohio State would be the two best teams in the ACC. Yeah, but after that, the Big Ten and the ACC aren't any different. Mm-hmm. No different. But we don't talk about the Big Ten like we talk about the ACC because it's easy. Uh, TCU won at Texas. Yeah. And they will be at Baylor this weekend. Tennessee won. And they will be at South Carolina this week. I don't anticipate that's going to be a problem. I'm not sure any of these are going to be real problems. TCU might have a little struggle with Baylor. Uh, Maybe Michigan at home will have a little bit of a struggle with Illinois. I don't know. Maybe Ohio State struggles at Maryland. I don't know. I think all five will ultimately win, right? Oregon and UCLA lost, so we shouldn't have a tra- change in the top five. That's Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, TCU, Tennessee was the top five. Mm-hmm. Oregon and UCLA lost. Oregon lost in breathtaking fashion. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you, you're going for it there? All right, good for you. Good for you. Way to be bold. I respect it. Way to be bold. Like, punt, punt the ball. Uh, anyway, uh, so Oregon and UCLA lost. LSU struggled. But one at Arkansas, Southern Cal won. My guess, and I'm just guessing here, USC 6, LSU 7, Alabama 8, Clemson 9, Utah 10. That's what I think it will look like. Just guessing. Now, if you are a North Carolina fan hoping to hear UNC in the top 10, I don't believe you're going to hear that. I hope you will, but I don't believe you will. But let me... Issue this caution to you. Do not, I repeat, do not be alarmed or angry if UNC is still down around 12 or so. Remember, the rankings are irrelevant. They do not matter. Not in the least. They do not matter. They're not telling you a story. They're giving you a snapshot of what you are Seeing today, if I could point this out, do you remember the the viral photo of Gary Williams at a party eating chicken wings? Right? Yeah. The picture was taken at a time where they either caught him as he was blinking or as he was coming out of a blink. Right? So his eyes are like closing. Either closing or in on the way on the way to opening. And he looks Bombed. Yeah. That photo made the rounds like Gary was, like, in the bag. No. He was simply closing his eyes while eating a chicken wing. It was a great photo that had thousands of memes, and that's okay. But just that is exactly what we're seeing here. Just a snapshot. And when when it fully develops, think of it like a Polaroid, when it fully develops... We'll find out what UNC really is. So, three games from now, if UNC still has a one in the loss column, I'll bet you they're in the top five. I could see it. They might not be in the top four, but I bet you they'll be in the top five. If there is a one in the loss column, mm-hmm. the first Sunday in December, 
they'll be in pretty good shape. So don't be alarmed. All right, moving on. I'll just get, I'll just say OMG. The Commandos won in Philadelphia. Rejoice. All right. Now who feels silly about talking about the perfect season for the Eagles? Oh, everybody. These things I some I have to caution myself sometimes. Mm-hmm. We always have ESPN on in the studio. Usually. It's the easiest way to keep up with anything that happens to break in terms of news. If, uh, I don't know, for instance, if Josh McDaniels won a game as the coach of the yeah. Raiders, right? That, it that, would be, we'd see breaking news at the bottom of the screen, right? So uh, if the uh, Panthers found a good quarterback, it would be breaking news at the bottom of the screen. So all day long, there are stupid topics of conversation. Mm-hmm. When the, I mean, we're talking about MVPs after two weeks, right? Which we have these conversations. Who's the MVP? I'm like, what? We've played two games. Yeah. What? So when the Eagles were like 6-0, and we were talking about, could the Eagles go undefeated? No. I mean, yeah, could they? Yeah. Are they? No. It's not that the Eagles aren't better than most, if not all, of the teams on their schedule. You're not going to find anybody that thinks they're not better than Washington. Even in Washington, you're not going to find any people that think the Eagles aren't better than the Commandos. But the Eagles are not so great that they're going to lay waste to the whole league. Do you realize what it takes to do that? You have to be unbelievably good. And the Eagles are really good, but they are not a transcendent team by any stretch of the imagination. Even in this NFL, where the overwhelming majority of teams are just okay, Mm -hmm. the Eagles aren't that much better. What's more annoying, the conversation of can they go undefeated or the, oh, look at the Dolphins, 72, popping champagne, that team. Well, that's old. Well, I know, but that, people no. still bring it back, right. which is well, more they annoying. they do. <laughs> like, bless, I've I've actually talked, I don't know how many times, probably 15 times, to Mercury Morris. Really? Because Mercury Morris is basically the lead of that group. Yeah. They pop champagne as soon as somebody, like, they when the, when the Patriots were... Uh, going for their Super Bowl and mm-hmm. to cap off a per- perfect season, remember? Yeah, they went sixteen and zero, and then they went seventeen and zero, and then they went eighteen and zero because they won two playoff games. Then they lost in the Super Bowl, and Mercury Morris would not get off. Well, they can't be better than us. They can just tie us because they were perfect. You can't mm-hmm. do better than perfect. Yeah, right. So they wouldn't get off of it. That team was, that was a spectacular team, the Dolphins. They weren't, like, high-flying. They weren't an overwhelming offense. They ground you into a pulp. Mm -hmm. They ran the ball down your throat for 60 minutes. But anyway, it's just, I know they're both annoying. I'm with you. I went off on a tangent. I apologize for going off on a tangent. By the way, uh, back to the now who feels silly about uh, the perfect season. Mm Mm-hmm. Here's more silly for you. We have reached the part of this movie 
where we say things like, oh, man, I think Washington solved their quarterback problems. Taylor Heineke. Gosh. This is like the third year we've had this conversation about Taylor Heineke. And, in fact, after his great performance against the Buccaneers in the playoffs in the pandemic season, right, in uh, 2020, he had that really great performance at home in the playoffs. But, of course, they lost to Tampa. They made him the starting quarterback last year, and they were so in love with Taylor Heineke as a starting quarterback, they went out, gave away assets, and agreed to pay Carson Wentz to pay to play quarterback. Yeah, That's how much they love the full-season experience of Taylor Heineke. You want to go down that road again? I'm not, look, I'm not arguing you shouldn't. I'm just saying they were there. They were there and chose not to. It's just, it's just so silly. Philly turned it over four times. Joe, you don't have to crawl on the ground. Joe Obvious is coming into the studio. Uh, I know we're on TV, so it looks kind of weird. It's when, fun. He did not get on television. I, I think I saw, I think I saw Plumber's butt. Um, anyway, <laughs> the audience didn't. Though. No, they, they, are you sure? Philly, Philly turned it over four times. Jalen Hurts probably played his worst game of the year, and uh, the DC Commandos ran it for over 150 yards, and they kept the ball for 40 minutes. That's why they won the game. Mm-hmm. We don't have to go bananas about Taylor Heineke. All right. Uh, as I'm talking about dumb in the NFL, and we have more dumb to talk about in the NFL. Adam Golden studio with my man, Coach Pete Deruta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. I was on your website, and I love the term financial termites because there are always things eating at your money that you can't see. So you don't want financial termites. Termites in the financial world are risk, fees, unnecessary commissions. All the bad things that we see and we hear about on TV are happening many times inside your portfolio you don't see. So you need a financial exterminator? Well, for the next 10 of you to call, we'll put together for you your very own total retirement plan at no cost. Call 888-843-0013. Or text Adam to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. I hate to say it, but I think Russell Wilson just might believe that we're all dumb. And I don't think he's wrong. Hmm. I think he played Peyton Manning for a fool. I want to hear, this is a clip from the latest, I think this is Peyton's Places, right? On ESPN+. And by the way, Peyton's Places is great. Eli's Places is probably better for sheer comedy. Um, and uh, it's intentional. Okay? It's, not tr- it's not comedy by accident. It's legit trying to be funny. They're very good. Here's Wilson explaining why he went, why he stayed with football and wanted a transfer. I called my former coach and I said, hey, I want to come back to NC State. He says, no, 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 you just go focus on baseball. You're not going to be able to make it in football. Hold on. Did I hear that right? Rewind that back. Just go focus on baseball. You're not gonna. You're not gonna be able to make it in football. As Harry Carey'd say, "Holy cow!" Wow. And I said, I, "You know, will you at least let me come back and compete." He says, "No." They said I was too small. So then I, I'm like, "All right. Well, listen. I, I want my transfer page. What do you mean?" And I said, "I, I want to be able to transfer so I can go continue my pursue my football career." I really had to make a decision. Am I going to continue to pursue this baseball thing right now in the right. midst of it all? I'm starting every night at second, or am right. I going to go and go play college football? And so I, I was like, you know, I'm going to take the risk. If football doesn't work out, I can always come back to baseball. But you can't go the other way around. Right. Okay. All right. I'm not going to. I'm not going to get into that just yet. I'm going to work it in though. Um, Joe Ovius is here uh, from the OG on 99.9 The Fan and the 
Russell Wilson Never Failed podcast. <sighs> how many times have we done this show, Adam? Is Peter King here somewhere? No, seriously. How many times, for, for your statewide audience, they might not know that you and I uh, did nearly 20 years of radio together in some form or fashion. Um, I, all right. How many times have we done this damn show <laughs> explaining Russell Wilson? So, all right, just, just explain where Russell might be retelling a different I mean, he's, story. He's, retelling, he's telling the whole story wrong again. Anyway. Yeah. Joe Giglio, uh, who was the beat writer for NC State, has been around the NC State program for a very, very long time when he was with the News and Observer, had a passion project. Right. That passion project was to tell the definitive story of Russell Wilson's time at NC State, how he got there, what happened with Tom right. O'Brien, blah, 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 blah. So summer 2020, we put out Never Failed, the Russell Wilson story. Yep. Okay. Or summer 2021, I should say. And we talked to the only person we didn't talk to. The only two people we didn't talk to were Russell Wilson because we didn't need to. Because right. you and I had done countless interviews with Russell Wilson, including the day he announced his transfer to Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Because people might not know this, where we do the show, shares space with a studio that will satellite uplink with ESPN. So Russell's just chilling in the kitchen. <laughs> and how'd that work out? You just rolled up to him, be like, "Hey, Russ, you want to talk?" What? And he was sure, sure. Why not? He explained it all. You talked some baseball with him, whatever. Mm-hmm. All this stuff is on record, but it shows you how little Russell Wilson cares for the actual record itself mm-hmm. when he can just spin his tail. And you got Peyton Manning helping tell him the story. You brought up Peter King, yeah. Peter King, longtime SI writer. Now he's doing his thing with NBC. Blah 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 blah. You and I went to the NSMA Awards Banquet right. in Catawba. In a sweaty high school, unair conditioned gym. Peter was very <laughs> gracious with his time. He yeah. sat down with us, but the interview flipped. We were supposed to interview him. Instead, he goes, Hey, tell me about this whole Russell Wilson, Tom O'Brien thing. Did we not lay it out to him in clear terms what happened? We, we did. And if I'm not mistaken, it was like a month later where Peter told the Russell Wilson story entirely from Russell's point of view. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, Gilio, Russell Russell has that way about him. He does. So to Gilio's credit, he wanted to you know use his contacts. We didn't talk to Russell Wilson. We didn't talk to Tom O'Brien because Tom doesn't want to discuss it anymore because he know he knows that he's never going to win that win. argument. He can't, can't win, win so he's not going to play. So we did a very exhaustive podcast retelling of Russell Wilson's time there. I suggest that everybody go listen to it. And here's the most here's the galling part of this. Okay. <laughs> I just laid out instances to the audience where you and I have talked to people who should know better. There are players who know better. There have been countless attempts to get people to know better. And when we put out the podcast, a lot of people in the industry were like, wow, this is great. When he left Seattle, the Seattle Times columnist actually said, hey, Seattle Seahawks fans, go listen to this podcast because it'll actually put a lot of what happened here in Seattle Mm -hmm. in perspective on his way out. And we're like, oh. So if we all know that what Russell Wilson is saying is mythology, why do people continue to tell the mythology? I don't get it. Because he is disarming in that way. We we found this out year one of Russell in the NFL. <laughs> they they lose the playoff game in Atlanta. They're walking off the field, and Russell is already gushing about next year. Mm-hmm. And you could hear 
it was almost as though to sports writers, and I'm going to put put this right in your wheelhouse, Joe. It was almost as if he were singing Bruce Springsteen songs to, to sports writers. In this case, it's I like mean, Tom O'Brien. Right in their veins yeah. of his footballiness. So automatically, they're hooked. They are in love with Russell's footballiness. Yeah. First of all, I appreciate that he didn't use a southern accent to Peyton. Progress. Yeah. Because he did that in the Wisconsin That's, commencement speech. He did that. Son. <laughs> Tom what? Tom O'Brien suddenly had a southern accent. Son. <laughs> so this Ohio guy mm. with a southern accent. All right. So he didn't use a southern accent. And by the way, I know you played every day at second base, but you hit 217. <laughs> so if Russell was hitting 325, he wouldn't have gone to play football. They would have elevated him a level or two levels. You know, because the reason they drafted him in the fourth round, what I would what I would tell people is that if you are drafted in the first five rounds of a major league baseball draft, mm-hmm. then you are akin to a first round pick in the NFL. And also, my understanding, and I also got this sort of confirmed when it, not sort of confirmed, confirmed. Listening to the pod, no, to your podcast. Oh, okay. Was that it? Wasn't that Tom O'Brien said? And this was, I guess, from our interview, which I had forgotten that. He didn't think that Russell was an NFL player. The NFL That's told what he him told that. him. And by the way, Russell wasn't drafted in the first round. He was drafted in the third round. And this is the part, this is the problem that I have with Peyton. I know they're telling a story. Okay. I get it. It's Peyton's places. It's not it's 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 empty calories at this point. Yes. Okay. But you know, in the words of Harry Carey, holy cow, well, we know how the story ended. He won a Super Bowl. Yeah. But when he was at NC State, nobody was thinking that this guy was going to go on to appear in two Super Bowls. Okay? No. Nobody thought that. Elliot Avent, to his credit. He's the only one. El- no, Elliot Avent thought he could be a... Well, he said at NC State he was a better quarterback than Phillip Rivers. Yes. He said that to us sitting at a McDonald's. Yes. We, we, we did a show at a McDonald's. Joe. Never never forget. <laughs> We've done radio shows everywhere. <laughs> uh, we we have the... We have we did it at a supermarket. We did. We're for sandwiches or That's something. That's right. It's silly. Uh, so, but Avent <laughs> told us sitting at a McDonald's... Yeah. Over uh, a sausage McMuffin with cheese, yeah. that he was a better quarterback at state than Russell Wilson than uh, than um, Philip Rivers, and we both looked at him like you're crazy. Yeah, goes, we nope. thought he was nuts. Nope, he is. And that's I'm I'm glad you brought up Elliot Avent too, and I think he and Mike Lennon were the stars of those podcasts. Elliot, if again the, the name of the podcast has never failed, and this kind of shows you that Russell Wilson will believe his own mythology at everybody's expense. And mm-hmm. I guess and and to and to Russell's credit, and you and I both know this because we've talked to enough athletes who have achieved greatness, they have to put themselves in a mental space that you and I will never understand. Right. Okay. They have to you know Michael Jordan created t- beefs with everybody. Mm-hmm. I mean that was the whole joke of. The last dance. Like, that's when I took it personal. Dude, you lost money to the security guy. That's how personal you took things. You have to get to a mental place. Pitching which, quarters. Right. You <laughs> lost money to him, for heaven's sake. Regardless. So I'm not going to fault Russell Wilson for his mentality because obviously it's worked out for him. But the most insulting part has to be somebody like Elliot Avent, who basically discovered Russell Wilson, mm-hmm. gave him the multiple opportunities to bring him to NC State, and when things were not working out in his positions, what did Elliot Avent do while he was at NC State? He put him everywhere. Everywhere. He, he let pitch. him pitch. He let him okay. pitch, yeah. So Avent, also with the relationship with his father, and we know how Russell Wilson feels about his father, mm-hmm. there's a very specific episode in Never Failed where he talks about wheeling his father in, who was not in, a, not mm-hmm. in great shape, so that he could see Russell Wilson play football. That's a guy who did everything possible for Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. And yet, 
Russell still will throw shade in his direction and about baseball as though like nobody believed him in, in baseball. Dude, Elliot believed in you and did everything possible. Played so, him at second, played him at center, let him pitch. But that's Russell, yeah. man. It's it's and I think what's been interesting about this year, and I think the reason why you're seeing so many people come at him with the knives this season in Denver and former players is because when you're not winning the Super Bowls, when you get exposed, nobody's going to ride for you. That's a problem. Two things that happened in Seattle. One, he was not very popular among his teammates. No. Right? And I, I don't know what, what what the reason for that is. I mean, we all – Russell can come off as a little bit phony, even though it's genuine. Sure. He is genuinely that way. I think Russell likes everybody to know that he's doing good things. Mm-hmm. And he does a lot. He, oh, he's always making appearances at hospitals. And he's doing a lot of charitable work. All great. Right, yes. But he likes you to know that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think that there were players in his locker room that didn't like it. And when he gets to Denver, he has no history with anybody in that organization nor the fan base. So when it wasn't going well, it was very easy for them to go, what have you done here? He's also the consolation prize in Denver. They hired Nathaniel Hackett thinking that they were going to get Aaron Rodgers. That's another thing. That That was not a good not a, not, not a, a great plan. <laughs> no. no. That was that was two, they, they, two clunkers. Yeah, they, they hired a guy who's <laughs> clock managed. They lost the showcase managed, showdown. They hired a guy who didn't quite understand how NFL clocks work to get uh, Aaron Rodgers in that. All right, that here's the other out. thing, a uh, homework assignment for you, Joe Ovius. Okay. Uh, and you can uh, give me your, show your work also. <laughs> Tell me all of the players who left baseball for several years. Dude! And then came back to baseball with no problem. I, I don't understand what it is about football <laughs> people who think football is the most difficult thing in the world. It's not in comparison to baseball. The, the, idea, the idea that, oh, I could just come back to baseball. No, you can't. No, you can't. Baseball chews you up and spits you out, man. No, you, you, you could be amazing, and then the next year you stink, and that's it. That's who you are. There's so no recovery. You can come back to football. Football can be part-time for you. Baseball is not a part-time job, man. Chris Winkie didn't play football for how many years? Four years? After, yeah, after whatever it was. Then came back, tried to play baseball, mm-hmm. didn't, came back, won the Heisman Trophy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's it's a silly narrative, and shame on Peyton Manning for just nodding along. Well, I mean, it's uh, his place. What can we do? It is. Thank you, Joe Obvious. I'm not, I'm not going to crawl out of here because I did realize we, we have spent many a time in hotel rooms together. So That is true. All right, don't, t- don't tell anybody what happened. Tim Donnelly here for DraftKings. The wait is over. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of NASCAR, and it is now live in North Carolina. Now you can legally bet on all your favorite sports anytime, anywhere, right here in North Carolina with DraftKings. For a limited time, new customers who sign up with promo code 999 and bet $5 will receive $250 instantly in bonus bets. DraftKings has the best features, including same-game parlays, player props, and more, with fast and easy payouts right at your fingertips. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now using code 999 and bet $5 to get $250 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code 999. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 8-777-185-543 or visit morethanagame.nc.gov. 21 plus, North Carolina only. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Deposit and eligibility restrictions apply. Terms at DraftKings.com slash sportsbook slash NC. NASCAR is not a sponsor of this promotion and used under license. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. 
No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Thank you to Joe Ovius from 99.9 The Fan for sitting in. That'll be up on the uh, 99.9 The Fan YouTube page, uh, Adam and Joe Reunion. I don't know. What what, what are you going to title it, Dennis? Oh, that's a great question. <laughs> it's a reunion of a conversation you all have had many times. The 111th conversation between Golden Ovius about Russ, Russell Wilson narratives. And people still Tremendous. can't get it. Nah, uh, it's just... it's. Again, as that I'm might watching, be what I title it. People still don't get. People Russell still Wilson. don't understand it. Uh, as I'm as I'm watching the watching that little clip from Peyton's places, mm-hmm. you could tell r- r- every time you tell a story that is, I mean, it's based in fact, but you have added so many flourishes over time to make it seem better, like. I'm sure, I'm sure that, well, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm positive this happened. I hit a home run in a uh, in a state playoff game. Okay. But it wasn't necessarily a game-winning home run or a, I don't remember the score. Okay. Right? But I hit a bomb in a playoff game in a state playoff game that we didn't, I don't even think we won the game. Okay. Right. But I'm sure that over time I told that story to the point where, oh yeah, it was bases loaded, two outs. We were down three and boom, there it was. I'm sure I did that because that's what we do. You tell the story, you know, you take another step, you take another step, you take another step. Yep. We make ourselves look better. Actually, I don't know if I've ever told that story. It makes Maybe. us feel good. Yeah. So you could almost see that happening in Russell's eyes as he's talking to Manning. I was more disappointed in Peyton. <laughs> it's like, wait a second, you know you're about to do this. There should be enough information available to you now. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, what, how did this whole thing happen? How did this whole thing happen? The whole thing happened. I mean, Russell was in, super confident in Russell. And he wanted to be able to do everything. And there are times when you can't do everything. And I think if Russell didn't hit 217, if Russell hit 325, Russell would be playing for, I don't know, the Colorado Rockies or the Texas Rangers or the Seattle Mariners or somebody not named the Denver Broncos right now. Yeah. If Russell was a three some odd hitter. Even a two eighty five. Yeah, you're a yeah. Good defender. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. I have no idea if Russell was a good defender or not. But Russell was doing the, you know, the trips to spring training to, mm-hmm. you know, just to go through one day and he'd go hang out in the Yankee dog. Remember the Rockies traded his rights That's right. to the Yankees because the he wasn't going to play football any baseball anymore. And the Rockies, Rockies got left holding the bag. They wasted a fourth round pick on him. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I don't. We don't have to relitigate the whole thing. But Russell has, 
you know, played telephone tag with himself. And now the story is super embellished, and Manning bought all of it. Manning bought all of it. And because we listen and we eat it up, we'll just believe anything. But that's what we are. All right. Uh, I want to look into my crystal ball about NC State football. A couple of things I want to say off the right off the hop. I think NC State's program is, I mean, excellent. It's probably better than it has been since, I don't even, I'd say either, even before Dick Sheridan. I mean, how far back do you want to go with NC State football? I mean, do you want to go back to, I don't, I don't know, Holtz, Lou Holtz? You want to go back to the early 70s at Lou Holtz? Dave Doran has, in a much more difficult era, to be really good. Dave Doran has built an, a really, really outstanding program where I don't think they're going to have... You know, they'll, they'll be a year here or there where their team isn't good. But they're not going to have prolonged dips. They recruit well. They nurture great young men. They really are. I mean, it's a, it's a, a model program. The one thing they haven't quite added are the peaks. The real peaks. I'm not talking about the nine and three peaks. I'm talking about the ten or eleven win peaks. This was this year was supposed to be that peak. And it didn't happen. And in the recent history of NC State, there have been Several years where eh, one more loss than there should have been. Rarely have there been one more win than there should have been. But I'm not really here to complain about that. I think I spent the first three minutes of this talking about how much the program, uh, how good the program is, how well they recruit, how uh, uh, the culture that Dave Doran has built. But what happens next year if it doesn't go well enough? Because this team, I think the only team older, and I have no facts to base this off of, just how many fifth-year players. This team was older, I think, than every team other than BYU this year. This was supposed to be the year. Right? They were going to win 10, maybe 11, maybe unseat Clemson in the division uh, uh, and win the ACC, even though Wake Forest unseated Clemson in the division last year. This was going to be the year. And as it turned out, it wasn't. So what happens next year? My advice, Dave Doran has been here 10 years. He's done really well. This is a great resume. A great resume builder. I'd go. I'd find some place else and build another program. I would. Because 
the only way this is going to end here for Dave Doran, I think, is badly. And speaking from this standpoint, I don't think Dave Doran deserves this to end badly. I think he's done he's done too good a job here for this to end badly. And I think it will end badly here. Because for whatever reason, and maybe it is self-inflicted, I'm not dismissing that, they have been unable to break through. They get to a point and then they bang their heads on the ceiling and they can't they can't crack through and get to the other side. And maybe that's just, this is what the program is. This is what NC State is about. Man, we'd love to win 10. And I know last year was going to be a 10-win season, right? But the Holiday Bowl was canceled because UCLA decided they weren't going to play at the 11th hour. All right. We don't know that they would win the game. It's it's funny. You lost at home to Boston College. What where's the guarantee that they would have beaten UCLA? I'm not I'm not trying to throw shade, but the assumption that oh we we were going to beat UCLA. Okay. <laughs> if you say so, and I'm not, I don't disagree with it. Mm-hmm. I think you would have. But it's kind of a, it's a safe assumption to make because there's no way to refute it really other than yeah, probably. That would be my answer. Yeah, probably. I would have picked NC State to beat UCLA too. So, is this, if you're Dave Dorn, you have accomplished great things here. Not everything you wanted to accomplish, but. He's done well. He really has. It's it's a really good program. And if I were Dave, I would, I would take what I've done here and go elsewhere and pad the retirement fund. Because if he goes to, let's just say, Nebraska, if Nebraska is interested, or if Nebraska goes for the guy who's at Kansas right now, Mm -hmm. and Dave is a Kansas guy, and he goes to Kansas, I mean... In the Big 12, in the Big 10, they're going to pay more money in the Big 10 than the Big 12. But, I mean, Dave could probably close to double his salary. It could. And there's something to be said for, at this stage, man, go strike while the iron is hot. My advice. But, selfishly, I hope he stays and it works out. But if Dave Doran called me and said, Adam, what do you think I should do? Which will never happen. But you never know. <laughs> right. He, he could be on the phone right now. He could be. I would tell him, go. Go. Arizona State. That's where I think, honestly, that's where I think Matt Rule should should pursue. If I, were, if I, if I had my choice of jobs, I wouldn't choose Nebraska. <laughs> No, I wouldn't. I don't either. I just don't think anybody's ever going to win at Nebraska again. But they're going to pay a lot. They're going to pay a ton to get out there. There is that. So, that would be my advice. This is the Adam Gold show.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.